last time on The Empire's Edge. What is this that we're heading to? What do you mean, see? What does, what does that word mean? There is a foe ahead of us. Uh, something blocks our path. And then bursting in right into that front line, coming from around that bend, uh, is two giant creatures. Do not advance! You would figure that they have an armor class of 21. I got zealot by the armor class. Still alive? It's still alive. It is still alive. And almost immediately, the two drones move forward and start butchering them. Makes sense. Yeah. 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 Didn't we Um, already do that? The soldiers? (laughs) We suggest you eat your fill because moving forward, it is only a day away. We need our strength before we approach the murmuring sea. So with that, all of the Inuriak take different positions around the area. And it really does seem that Isk and Thovit, the, the two warrior types, are less in a defensive mode between you three and Shatas. That they've, they've adopted like almost a new place. Like maybe they've already decided in their own insect-like brains that you guys will stand with them in a fight and not against them in a yeah, fight. We've so demonstrated good. that are we're they, comrades. Are either we've of them hurt? Has any, was anybody wounded? Does anybody need healing? Uh, there was some wound. Yeah, there were. I have to go back and think about that. I believe it was Thovit. I think both of them actually took some hits. So should we try healing them? I I, I want to be very careful with what I do in front of these people or I'm going to be like ultimate pantry for them. Oh, well, fair. we've already arranged a contract with them. You know, I'm not sure they'd, if they'd risk oh, yeah. breaking the contract. But we have no idea what their alignment may be. Oh, no, 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 no. That, that's, that's not my stipulation. I'm saying they'd go, yeah, we could try and capture this one and lose about everything in the process. Oh, fair. That I, I'm not saying they wouldn't break a contract because they so would. Yeah. As long as it's efficient. That right. is, yeah, whatever is a and deal. And we're, we're dangerous enough that it's not efficient. Whatever is a deal breaker for them, that's the unknown. I think you're thinking about, Zelen. Yeah, that, would so, that be... um, so I'm talking to to Boris, because Boris is the only one with healing. I and, should walk um, away, fine. I have healing. <laughs> All you do, do is call dogs. I do have healing. <laughs> yeah, you've also got dark vision. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I have cure wounds. Oh, okay. Yeah. So do we want to do healing? And uh, I can do it, um, it, it, you know, it'll use some spell resource. Um, well, it sounds like we're going to be staying here for an extended period if we're you know, uh, waiting for pieces to be retrieved and getting rations in um it's all a matter of whether or not we want to introduce them to a new concept of magic because i haven't gotten the sense that they're much on healing magic yeah i know that's that's what i'm wondering it it could be helpful ever make a perception roll yeah Ooh. yikes 12 uh, 17 30 Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait a minute. I have a question about making perception rolls. Okay, ask it. She's pointing at me now in a very accusational way. Passively, like if I'm just like hanging out, my passive perception is 19. My passive insight is 19. So how could I ever be less like why when I'm trying do I do worse think, than when I'm not? Think of it like tunnel vision. If you're, if you're actively looking at one thing, you're actually unaware of some other things around you. It also depends on the DM, because sometimes they'll use that score to avoid you having to roll dice, but. That's not like a great explanation to me. Yeah. I think that's, so when I'm focused on something, I can't focus on something. When you're not the. Like if you're really enjoying jamming out, listening to your music and, and, you know, someone breaks into your house and is like sneaking up behind you, how do you not know he's there? 
you're focusing on your music. How do you not know he's right behind you? Of course you're going to know he's right behind <laughs> you. I mean, you're not you're not like in a semi coma state. It just doesn't make sense to me that when I'm when I'm trying to be perceptive or when something comes in and says, "Hey, see if you perceive this." I think it's reasonable. Let's go back at some point and reread active perception, passive perception, and see if All there's right. anything that differentiates. Okay, but anyway. However, uh, she's just two, upset about my third. That's right. Two, <laughs> two, so we'd be Jacob says first, um, guys, while we're all talking about using different kinds of magic, you're reminded that Shatask has been pretty much listening to you guys the entire time, whatever you're doing. Yeah. So you just now told her that there's yet a different kind of magic, even though you haven't used the different kind of magic. Just putting that out there. Arguably, you're, you're I have, because <clears throat> Smitey Smite. Yes, yeah, so she's been um, learning all sorts of things about you guys. Yeah, and, and it's one thing to discuss theoretically such a thing could happen, and another to demonstrate. So yeah. what are you doing, Zon? Are you actually doing the some healing? Yeah, <clears throat> I'm going to go and do some healing on whichever one looks worse. Uh, I'm going to do cure cure wounds. Okay, yeah. So. Neither of them are exactly lookers. Nah. Put them. Go ahead. Twist it. And I do eight points of healing okay and looks better hold on didn't uh didn't this the throne do something to change that oh yeah it was up to the another die no it, it adds another die of the same type yeah so you actually get the you do extra good so just roll one more <laughs> i'm gonna choose the big one <laughs> <laughs> so the throne also lets you roll your second die with advantage <laughs> Efficient. <laughs> that was, yeah, very efficient. And a little quirky. All, All right. right. So they, they don't make any mention of it, note of it, nor did he try to stop you when you started doing any kind of spell casting. But they're looking better that way. Over the course of the next two hours, many drones show up. It gets to the point where you would guesstimate there's a couple dozen of them that have come into this area. Don't you? Don't you? Yeah, spell so slots if I have two hours, I'm yeah. going to relax and get my spell slots back. Okay, yeah. So you guys are just like hanging out. What do I do? Out. Do I get all my spell slots back? Do you get, I think it's half your level in spell slots, no higher than sixth level. Okay. I get my warlock spell slots back. I haven't casted any spells. Wait. You haven't casted? No, wait, I did. I casted a hunter's mark during that last yeah, battle. Yeah. You cast a hunter's mark. I know yeah, what so I, I use like, two spells, so I can <laughs> definitely get them back. It was back. the definite past tense. I casted it. Castanets? And <laughs> over that time, these hook whores are being slowly first uh, exsanguinated, and then they're, they're field-dressed. <laughs> okay, what's that word mean? Um, uh, all, all the blood all is the removed, blood's taken all out. the okay. guts are removed, and then I'm guessing the exoskeleton's going to be used as a container. I'm sorry so for my SATs. Thank so you, guys. Up. <laughs> yeah, so, but in, in pieces as to not waste anything, like they've done this before many times, there is very little left that by the time these things are done and being processed and the parts, even to the bones, are being hauled out of here, that there is very little sign, just some moisture on the cave floor and very little else that you've never seen something butchered. This would be for Jacob, that you've butchered many, many animals. You've field dressed them and cut them up. You've never seen so little waste ever. I was going to say, I, I can't imagine ever really needing the blood for most things. Like, I would just kind of leave that yeah, where I found it. Yeah, you tend to let them bleed out. And yeah. they're like, okay, and we're going to take that too, because boy, howdy, does it make good soup. Like, I... <laughs> Whatever it is, yeah. Blood pudding, blood sausage. Blood wine. Blood orange. Um, <laughs> How do you think you get blood oranges? <laughs> <laughs> no, you, seriously, you water a, an orange tree with a cow. <laughs> 
then... <laughs> I'm not technically incorrect. I'm still not going to eat it. And something else happens while you're, like, aware of all this butchering going on that the drones are doing. Isk and Thovit, who are usually on guard, they're standing somewhere watching in a cave's direction, seem to be actually leaving the guarding right now to Shatazk. And the two of them are in very close proximity. Uh, they're upright, that is, they're using just their, their back set of legs. And the other two in, are up and open and are in contact with the other one. And it seems as though there's some kind of a fluid being produced like from their mouth and that they're moving it onto each other's, like the main like plates of their exoskeleton. And the patterns seem, you know, esoteric, but deliberate. Are they healing? That they're doing something to each other. But if, insight to say, see if we need like if to we put up a curtain. <laughs> yeah, really, yeah. If we get closer, do they like back away? Uh, 14. 10. All right, can I save this? That it's 20? a natural 20. <laughs> <laughs> Makes it to 29. Uh, they're not healing each other. If anything, it looks like they're doing like minor damage to each other's exoskeleton. To put it, you know, in the most succinct way to say what's happening that they're etching something into the actual structure of the armor itself. Weird kink, but okay. And Boris, you said you can read any kind of writing. I can read any written language. That as they're doing <laughs> it, this. It's, it's very explicitly not writing. It is a written a language. written language, I will yeah. make the distinction, especially given the case of hieroglyphics. Mm. Because this does seem to be, in essence, like uh, pictograms that are put onto them. Okay. What you believe they're doing in the symbol that makes like sense, I guess, magically through mm. however that works via Warlock, that, and it's packed with the dark one, which is that one? That's, no, uh, that's uh, the Eyes of the Runekeeper. Eyes of the Runekeeper, that's right. Of course, that's, of course, Eyes of the Runekeeper. It better not be packed with the dark I'm one. I'm about to say that you shouldn't have that. Yeah. <laughs> but that'd be very Especially bad. because the dark one isn't a pact. It's yeah. the fiend and the great old one. So, anyway. That you recognize the that, great dark one. that the symbols, <laughs> they're not exactly the same on both of the old. <laughs> of the old. Sorry. Um, <laughs> on both Thisk and Ovid, they're slightly different, but they're meaning the same thing. You believe that they're like writing on each other about the hook horrors that they just now battled. Would I understand what the concept of a kill tally is? We don't exactly have fighter jets, but, you know. Uh, you've probably known people that, you know, notch their, their sword handle or the grip or something mm -hmm. like that. So yeah, sure. I'd say you're aware of that. Okay. And then I'd explain that to the other two, what I'm guessing they're doing. Any I, other I think Can you tell on which them? one is senior by that? Like, I was going to say, yeah. I'm yeah. I was about to examine them for more symbols to see if they're both just like completely green and like, ah, first fight. <laughs> um, and are these, uh, what's it called? Like noticeable like like when you're just like at a glance you can like see these kind of notches and like tell yeah now like that, rank yeah now that we're we know they're not fingerprints we can actually look at them well, and that, that that's exactly the case purpose. with that jacob that as you're looking at them that closely you never really studied those patterns you might have assumed that was just how the armor formed or different colorations you know one to the next that they have a number of these different symbols on themselves that you wouldn't have known to be symbols had it not been happening right in front of you right now and then some are very, very indistinct because as, you know, dirt or other secretions build up, it somewhat, you know, covers over them or washes over them. But you can tell that uh, Isk has many, many such symbols across itself. Though it has fewer, but still a fair number of them. And they do go to things like cave fissures. You're pretty sure of that, huh. Boris. Mm -hmm. That different things you've encountered already. An awful lot of other Inuriac that they've 
been in contact with and okay. battled also seem to be here. And then there's also something that the, the, the language of it, the image of it, the symbol of it is difficult to pick up on and read, but you think it is something about the murmuring sea itself, huh. that they've been to oh, it before, that they themselves okay. have had this, this test. Now, as that's happening, uh, ISK recognizes and looks that you're watching at this process uh, and makes some of its own like, like chirping and clicking sounds. And then Shatazg, from her guard position, uh, says, uh, do you wish to, to participate, sister cousin, uh, and have the record of your battle uh, engraved into yourself for all to see and to appreciate? My armor is not biological. Uh, that kind of etching would damage it. Yeah, if the thing could put one eyebrow up, it would have. <laughs> it wasn't. Sure. I'd imagine it's a, a, like an antenna. One antenna kind of bends and, goes, and the yeah. other. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like, the like little dog, dog your flops. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I was actually thinking it like they more pointedly aim towards whatever's confusing it because it's trying to extrapolate <laughs> more data, but whatever. And then uh, Isk turns toward you, Boris, and in almost the exact same way that it had been in that direct contact with Thovit, it's initiating that same kind of contact. And it, as it reaches, I'd take a step back and you know, then kind of once again transmit to not Thovit, the other one, just task um, that, you know, this is something I just can't do. Um, even though the symbols might not stay on and it's trying to put it together, your non-organic carpace, it would be an honor to Isk to be allowed to write the combat on you. Do you carry a shield? I do carry a shield. So maybe like the like notching the edge of the shield, maybe? That's yep. what I was thinking, too. My whole point is I don't want to introduce what I'm assuming is an acid to my armor because that's going to make it fragile. Yeah. And fragile armor does not work. So as you back away, Isk stops and Shatask, you know, comes into, like, you're blocked out of whatever communication it was and then comes back into... I'm going to think all of your, all of your minds, not just yours, Boris. Right. Um, and is seemingly speaking more toward Isk and says, um, there, there is no damage. There'll be, there'll be nothing done to, uh, to your, your body, uh, that will hurt you, but more to Isk, but it's not their way. And, uh, Isk pauses and they return to putting those etchings on each other. Uh, as they complete their, they're engraving on each other that um, probably more for Boris because they recognize the, the armor that's on you, Boris, is more like their own bodies uh, than the, uh, the armor that uh, Jacob and Zellner are wearing. Uh, and asks through Shatask why your battles are not carved into your exoskeleton. Um, I just remembered I'm wearing sp- Splint, not um, like a full plate. Yeah, yeah. I, I picture being in full plate. But I don't think I've ever <laughs> ever actually been in. So I think mine is closest, but that's kind of a big asterisk <laughs> next to closest. Um, and with that translated from Shatask, um, I, I would explain that you know this isn't an exoskeleton. This is a garment. It, it's a it's an armored garment. Uh, then, you know, like touching my face through the open helmet or like pulling off a gauntlet to show my hand under it. You know, th- this is the outer portion of myself. Our history is shared through stories and songs. 
it's not shared through this kind of carving. And as it's being translated, Shatask seems like just fine with this. It's it's a communication that for which she's very aware, and that might actually give you an insight into some other experiences that she's had that she's not shared with you. But to both Isk and Thovit, it seems like something of a wonder that Isk taps on his like torso, his thorax area, and you definitely know as he taps on it, and then on his face and taps on it. And then holds out one of those limbs toward you, <laughs> Boris, looking to see if you back away. I, I don't. Um, and then goes, like, on the splint of your armor. Mm-hmm. And then goes, twink, twink, <laughs> on your cheek. Um, and is, you know, there's a, there's a pullback from that limb. And then actually does it, not tapping, but just like a slow press, yeah. you know, in like to the side of yours, on your cheek, just to see that it gives and flexes. And then just an inch from that, dunk, dunk the helmet that's around your head. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it takes a look at Thovit. Thovit looks back there again. <laughs> and it's almost, you see no like expression in the, the human sense or, yeah. you know, the, the surface world. You know, Their expression creatures. is all body language. Right. Yeah. That it's an antenna and, uh, you know, the, their mandibles and things like that. But it's very much like when they were experimenting with Jacob's bow, that they wouldn't quit. You could tell there were a bunch of like just kids playing with it, that it was a new thing to look at. And apparently, like, the squishiness of you three is a revelation, that that is really, really different. And they weren't expecting that one, that one at all. And Yeah, suddenly we're less sisters and more cousins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sister, you know, lowercase, and then cousin, uppercase. But uh, then um, Isk is saying something to uh, Shatask, and Shatask says, um, they wondered at how you could be resource to the clan when there was no history on you. Uh, they thought they must be uh, the most larva that have ever, that have ever walked uh, beneath the stone sky. Uh, but now that makes sense. When they see you and fight, that they know that you have capabilities. But they, they wondered at it because you've, you've written things in the inside with your mind uh, and not on the outside for those to see that are around you. I almost want to roll an insight because we definitely saw humanoid skulls too back where we were. It's like, did they just not know what we were? I was thinking, but wait a minute, but Task seemed to. Yeah, like they know about our mushy carpes. Like they, they, they know that we're. They, 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 I feel like they should have. Maybe they just thought Boris was just some sort of a thing different. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. As you're you're making these these realizations and revelations, looking at that. Uh, do any of you want to ask a question about what other bipeds are down here? There's also a question of age. As skilled warriors as Isk and Thovit are, it could be that they're just months old uh, or a year. Right. Yeah. Maybe How two, fast do they grow after where Shatask, And do they measure time a, right. a, in Shatask any way we do? could be decades. Right. That they're, you know, when did they see somebody that was squishy before? Does Shatask have markings on it slash her? So Shatask, all of these, um, these, this ruling class, these casters, mm-hmm. they also have what's tantamount to like robe-like things on them. There's, okay. there's like, like, like streamers of different cloth or other materials. So they have a different kind of badge of office. That hangs about them, right. So that's on them. And like, you haven't really stared that directly, but now that you're aware of it mm-hmm. and you're looking, you do see that there is some of that engraving that's on uh, her car pace, but it's of a different nature. Mm-hmm. It looks as though it's talking more about uh, interacting with the clan, led the something to somewhere, okay. uh, disagreed with somebody of the circle, uh, and was proven correct. 
Uh, so it seems to be more of like a debating. Yeah. Uh, Wizardly achievement yeah. as opposed to gonna, knightly achievement. Combats, yeah. I'm going to ask Shatask that um, Isk and what's the other guy's Thovid. name? Isk, Isk and Thovid are surprised to see ones like us, but you aren't surprised to see ones like us. Ha, have you seen our type before? Uh, there have been many over time that have come down here into the, the, the habitable regions, the, uh, the living regions, the, the place of the clan. And how, how long have you been in your position? How long? They, they said that we're larva or, or they thought we were larva. How, how long have you been in your role? And uh, it kind of work out time for them. Right. And says, Isk is, and it's like non-translatable, comes out to be uh, young but experienced. Um, Maybe and, we can get them to write it down and have Boris read yeah, that, it. That would, that, that, <laughs> it, that would actually work. And that uh, Shatask said, uh, I've, lived, I've lived nine times that of Isk. And Thovid? Um, and even a greater period of time. Uh, Thovid, uh, his, his car pace is barely solidified. He is oh, so okay. young. Okay. Hmm. That is interesting to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Literally born warriors. So the many, the many like us that you've seen, they've come from the surface? They've come from hell? They have. We, we assume... Oh God, that's what they call the they, surface. <laughs> that, they, that they've come down through secret ways, hidden ways, uh, thought to exploit us, thought to take resource, and we took resource from them. Interesting. Yeah, that's either enslaved or ate, it sounds like. Right, yeah. <laughs> a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah. Have some of column A, try all of column B. <laughs> and then if there's another insight you want to try to get from that when they're, they're, they've completed this, uh, you note, Boris, that there is nothing on the dreads. There's been no engraving whatsoever yeah, on those guys. Yeah, that's surprising. And then they're... Uh, yeah, that is that, something to that keep in mind, though. Just looking, looking out and just seeing, like, oh, who's the better warrior? And mm. knowing what these things mean now would be interesting. Yeah, the litanies on one of those massive shock hey, That's what I was thinking, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So after three or four hours, it would be closer to four hours, the task is finally done. Everything's been hauled away. And without any further preamble, the task gets up, as do Isk and Thovit. And as the drones are leaving, two stay with you, and you're off and moving once again. Okay, wait a minute. She said we're only a day away from this thing. Right. I'm putting some tallow in my ears. I don't know if this thing has creepy things that are coming out that could creepify me and make me do things <laughs> so i i won't put their food in my ears but i'm putting tallow in my ears i don't know i feel like if i put tallow in my ears i take a pretty hit to my my pretty big hit to my perception rolls so i'm putting tallow <laughs> in my ears okay so you're a day out and you're deafening yourself good to know yep i've got jast she'll tell me things how would you hear telepathy <laughs> Shh. Inside, <laughs> inside my brain <laughs> all right unless all you hear is uh, Jazz tries to communicate with you is a muffled because you have tallowax in your ears. I Jazz has a sense of humor and it's just it, making so muffled I can, sounds. I can, <laughs> I can pop it out and listen and put it back. Okay. I'm taking no chances. Y'all can get sucked in by the murmuring mouth. What? Not me. All right. And then try I'm to... immune to charm effects, so the only way for me to get dunked is I'd need to be forcibly dunked. I have a pretty good charisma. Oh, hey, and while you're within 10 feet of me, you're immune to charm effects. Because I can't hear that you. That awesome. 
right. doesn't seem as though they're planning on stopping, that they're not going to make a camp somewhere, but they're marching straight through unless any of you say something. But you get to the point where you do realize you're getting, excuse me, you're getting tired. And there is no, usually about the time you guys are getting tired, uh, Chitask would make a, a stop for the night, but not this time. You're I ask why. why. Why are we continuing to press on when we would typically be resting now? We've lost time. We can't lose any more efficiency. And keeps on moving. How much further till our destination? Soon. We'll be there soon. Is there any... That's oh, ominous. Are I don't we like at any those risk? Answers. Are we at any risk for um, if we don't sleep? I'm asking you this not as a... I have no idea how the rules of exhaustion work in this, in this right. edition. I would say yes. The, because then the fact that I say we say is a thing. we need sleep. Then, you know, Okay, so what I found is that if you do not take a long rest in 24 hours, you get one level of exhaustion, and it's up to, you said five levels? Six. Right? Six levels, well, and the sixth level being death. Yeah, six six level 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 five effective levels where you're still a, a functional character. So yeah, if we Define do it, functional, you're at speed zero at five. Yeah, at level uh, at one level of exhaustion, we'd be taking disadvantage on ability checks, so it wouldn't be our attacking, but it's not exactly any sort of a disadvantage we want to go into this battle already knowing as little as we do. So we might want to try and convince them otherwise. Well, yeah, and I'd get my second level spells back. And yeah, spells, so yeah. Spells would be a thing too, yeah. I'd get my one spell that I cast back, which yeah, is very I important. Yeah, I think we just... So then what do you guys, how are you framing it to uh, task? For efficiency, we must rest. Uh, explain this efficiency of loss of time. So using mm -hmm. non-game terms, we... <laughs> we, um... My we... spellcasting resources are tapped um, to have my most powerful abilities at hand. I require eight hours of rest. Our sensors are sharpest when we're able to rest every day. Otherwise, we might be missing things that might be potentially harmful or threatening to our lives. So you're weakened sisters going into this fight? Potentially. Without rest. Rest. Okay. And then everything just stops. Cool. So, eight hours later, they've mm -hmm. been on guard. Hey, I'm going to click that long rest button. Wait. That's the wrong button. There we go. <laughs> like, Wait, that was the delete button. <laughs> Suddenly, I killed my character. Ah! <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. And, wow, that was a fast eight hours. How are we feeling? Great. Well rested. Well, ready you're, to go. You're in hook horror territory, so it's like there's nothing else that would generally frequent these places. So it's a pretty safe place, and you've got the Anurek standing guard around. You. I'll ask you a task. How often does do your people need to rest? When when do they need to take time? Whenever the whenever the work has been completed for for their assignment. Ah. I slept great. I could not even hear you two snoring. What? It was awesome. All right. Can these, are these things actually biologically capable of giving a straight answer? No. <laughs> All right. And then you're on the move again, traveling for... On the road again? Yeah, the better part of a day. Okay. And as David is the... David. Yes, I am. Yeah. <laughs> Jacob, what I was saying before, that even from before you were resting, there is a different quality, even this far away from the Murmuring Sea, you're assuming that's what this is coming from, that there is... Like there was that strange kind of uh, acidic like taste to the air when you're first approaching the, the cavern that is where the clan home is in Chitakdan. When you were first approaching it, there was a different quality of the air. It wasn't as so much that it was, it was moving, but there was like kind of the smell of the city itself that this tunnel has that quality, but it's uh, more acidic. There's, there's more to it. It's uh, like a liquid rot with a, like a, a slight acidity Gross. and you're noticing God. it now. So okay. go ahead and make a survival skill 
as you've been keeping Everybody? track of. No, no, this is just uh, <laughs> the rangers. He's taking note <laughs> of the places that he's in. You can try if you want to roll a lower number than me. <clears throat> 27. That there's also a film on the stones themselves as though they've been weathered, but that whatever particulate is sticking to it, it's forming some kind of uh, like a, a slight sliminess to it. And the further you go on, the stones are getting darker and darker as though there's a buildup of some kind of secretion on the stones. And do I, do I recognize what would cause a secretion such as that? Uh, anything that, uh, anything biological is going to leave its own imprint in an area. And it seems that the, an imprint's been left in this area and layers of like this thing breathing, you know, expelling mist, uh, certain amounts of moisture, uh, bodily oils, whatever else it is is slowly coating all the surrounding caves that are adjoining it. And it gets mm. to the point where it's very noticeable as you get even closer. Do closer I want to, to spend an action, like, every couple of minutes to produce a mage hand to fan the air away from myself? <laughs> you realize yes. That, yeah, that as yes, you're walking, I, I will. You are breathing that air in that's making this coating over vast periods of time on the walls themselves. Are, are Do, the... Um, are the I forget what they're called. The ant people, are they avoiding... In Nuriak. are they avoiding touching it? No, if anything, you'd note that they seem to be periodically like, like almost like licking the walls or like oh. looking, looking at it as being just another source of like a snack on the way. Yeah. Okay. The way that they, they'll stop periodically, or not even always stop, that if they happen to come upon a cave cricket or a little batch of them, they'll just go right through it, eat as many as they can and keep on moving just right. for the efficiency of it. But that's just like the, the snack on the go down here. Great. Taco yeah. Bell. Did did I <laughs> wow. did I share my suspicion that the Inuriac rations were just ground up drones? Or yeah, did I keep, you did. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I think we were told. Yeah, that, I think it was we? confirmed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you asked what's in it to make sure you weren't. So they're eating slightly cannibals. Sentient. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. The um, would do I, do we feel like any sort of a cloth covering over the mouth would prevent this from getting into us? If we feel like it would have a negative impact on our biology, uh, you don't. I don't think you'd think that would do a whole whole lot. Okay. You know, for whatever. Yeah, no, I've got the main. It's the air you're breathing. I've got the mage hand fanning just to keep the smell away. <laughs> I have one of those. Yes, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a cantrip. Like whenever it goes boop and it's gone, just boop. You do another one. Yeah. And it's back again. It's just I have one of those uh, personal there. air purifiers that people have been wearing. <laughs> it just like points up towards their chin and just blows up some yeah, fresh right. air. <clears throat> and That's a handy cantrip, right? At a certain bend in the in the tunnel way, actually, it's more like you have to climb up a couple of uh, steps through a cave area. You can tell that there's light up ahead of you. That Freaky. it seems different than the light even of uh, Chitakdan, light, different light than a torch. Because Chitakdan, they obviously had magical light cast yeah. in different places right. that made like their own kind of glowy, you know, sun like local to the Like a decorative accent. Do, yeah. Does it flicker like torchlight or is it a solid constant light? Neither. It is almost moving in like wave patterns. Like a pulsating kind of, like a very slow kind of? Yes, much more like that, except that even with that, there isn't. There isn't pattern that if you had some kind of an LED light that would change colors, you're like, oh, we're back to red now. That it's not that uniform. It's not cycling through colors. Right. Okay, are we, it just changes. And are we does. ready for me to cast Arcane Eye and send the eye forward so we could see what's going on? It's certainly an option. Um, it's a 30-foot range. I'd like to see what's producing that light. Is 30 feet when it like when you can spawn it, like how close to you? or like Because I feel like it should be able to fly further, or is it just like how far you can get the sight from it? You mentally receive visual information from the eye, which has normal vision and dark vision, out to 30 feet. Yeah, so that's how far the eye can see. How far can the eye be from you? As an action, you can move the eye up to 30 feet in any direction. 
Okay. So really then it's 60 feet, right? Because I can move it 30 feet away and it can see out to 30 feet. Yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah. that sounds crack. right. Okay. okay. Now, you guys, they didn't stop walking, so I'm assuming while that uh, exchange was there happening. There is no limit to how far away you can the eye can move, but okay, can't so, enter another plane of existence. Okay. So it's, its movement speed is 30 feet, and so it can move 30 feet, 30 feet, 30 feet, 30 okay. feet. Okay. Yeah, it's just okay. your action. Each but whatever that distance, it. yeah. Yeah. All right, well, that's, yeah, great distances. If they're not stopping, then we'll, I'll ask the question out loud and just say, do we know what this light is? Um, it is the murmuring sea. Oh. And now you also hear murmuring. Yeah, I we put need to in stop. My ears. We, need, we need to call a halt. <laughs> that it sounded like many, many voices. Like there is uh, thousands of people talking and maybe just at a conversational level but just overlapping the sounds every once in a while with that overlap, one sounds loud for an utterance, uh, a segment of time, but then for the most part, it is such a, a shifting. It is like waves or air through the trees. I, I'm stopping. It is a sea unto itself. You can't hear it. I know, but I can see the look on your face. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob rolls poker face. <laughs> I think it's deception. I can be deception. Yeah, yeah you so I'm not. I'm not good at deception. Yeah, no. Um, no, I will actually stop and, and do what she's done and put some tallow in my ears. Um, can I gauge any change in them? Nothing yet. They still seem to be moving forward as though they must have an idea of what safe distance is. Okay, uh, and they've not apparently crossed that line because even though you guys stopped, they're still moving. I'll trust them. No, I, I, they've at least ahead. been here before. I want to. As we walk, I want to make an arcana check and see, and like, if I can, to figure out, like, do I recognize anything spelly-ish wise about this? I know. I'm over here doing magical stuff. You guys. You okay, know, so go ahead and make your arcana check. Just then. to see if anything rings a bell. I mean, 14. Like, and magic-wise, trying to think about, is this some sort of an effect like that would have a lingering kind of a magical thing about it? You would say no okay. uh, at this point that it it seems like it's, it's because it doesn't know we're here yet. It's like a, yeah, it's like somebody with Alzheimer's that's just talking. Yeah. I, they don't but, have a plan. They, they could walk right up to this thing. I say we stop and make a plan. Boris, as you Can move we forward with them, in the tunnel way ahead with that, that light that's coming through it that varies, you're also starting to see some uh, like plant life, plant growth. Okay. That it, is, it reminds you of the first tunnel when you guys were getting to Vartengrove where the, the giants skeletal remains okay. were that so that, like kind of ferns and wall hugging things yes things like that the lichens that stick to the walls mm. that, but they're, they're living and not dead that whatever this is whatever it's producing there's enough biomass there that even the residuals from it are potentially supporting its own environment down here too Freaky. and it's, it's leaked out into the the tunnelways that approach it as well so you're seeing the evidence of that out here that there's lichens and mosses and things on the walls. Well, that's interesting. The, um, whatever that sludge coating was probably initial succession. So this is just going to expand indefinitely. <laughs> yeah, that it could like, okay. someday, like, you know, uh, miles away when you guys first noticed that, when Jacob first noticed that, that sludgy stuff starting. Yeah. There'll probably be lichens and moss in there. And whatever this murmuring sea thing is, as big as it is, if it could push out, it might be right where you're standing someday. Interesting. Can I see it from here, or is it still just... No, no, it's still... Any indicator on what's making the lights? Uh, no, but uh, they must be like overlapping things that are creating the light, because there is truly no pattern to them. Mm -hmm. So, maybe multiple sources of light, too. Right. I don't want to get left behind, so I start walking back up again. 
So you're all by yourself back how, there. How, I don't care. <laughs> how how stealthily are the ants? Like like when just walking normally? They, are they never make much noise. Even just walking, it's not that loud. So I see if I can do anything to kind of quietly get Boris's attention to say, "I know you're going to suck at it, but can we possibly walk a little quieter? Since we know that we don't want to alert this thing to our presence." I can certainly try. Yeah. Okay. So do a stealth. So like we, I, but I'll, that's I'll an think, automatic disadvantage for. Yeah. Uh, I do want to do like a um, like think really hard to Shatas, letting him know like mm, we are not per. as. Um, yeah, what? I think I just proved the point. Did I say per? <laughs> keep going? Keep oh, going. I, I, like thinking really hard, um, and and basically saying we are not as stealthy as you are. We want to move slower so that way we are not as noticeable. And before it cuts off from Shatas, you get something that would be tantamount to they've got some really big skills, but and some things they're really. That it, that it breaks <laughs> off. Like, six. Try to remember you guys like trying to pop out. Like, yeah, you so. just say clank. six? Yeah. Clank, clank. Clank, clank. I'm he, sorry. I've been dipped in steel. He sounds like a silverware drawer being open and closed. Yeah. Oh, so he can't I think open, thrown at someone, picked up, and then closed. And then closed. What's that spell you have that lets you uh, pass the walk? Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe we try that for a moment. Maybe we stop and make a flick flacken plan instead tried. of like walk up to this thing. Where the tunnel was ascending at this point, Boris, mm -hmm. and then you had to go through, like definitely you had to get into a, a, a cave mouth and climb up. Into this reeking knot swamp, yeah. Right. And then you did that again, like climbing up steps. So it wasn't just like you're walking, but you're literally climbing. And then you can see there's a downgrade and there's many more. And at this point, you see things that are more complex life. Okay. More like ferny things that are here, uh, but still definitely the mosses and the lichens, you know, the shelf lichens, things like that. Uh, the colors are brighter as whatever's producing light. And you can see before you a widening tunnel, still with a limited view. And it is just an array of colors and images out before you. And at this point, the Anuriac stop. Okay. That they've got to the point where they're like, okay, this is our stopping point. We're not going any further on. And what you're looking at is light coming through, casting weird shadows past different plants, points of rocks. But you see things that are, you know, pink and purple and orange, you know, green, blue, that things are creating light at different patterns as it's shining through out of here. Wow. And it seems like it's coming from multiple points. And you're in an area, I think the other day, to put it in a, a human term, it's like the Black Sea. This would be more like Lake Okeechobee. So we're, we're talking okay, about maybe, yes, yeah, big, huge, especially yeah. underground, huge, huge, huge. Right. But, um, you're surprised because of the dotted lights that are all around it, whatever these things are, they're floating, okay, illuminating. And some of them are quite close. I, uh, pull up the ranger so he can tell me what critters are. So he's waving you forward. Like, mm -hmm. and like we'll like offer gamers. a hand oh, up. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Um, Still trying to move stealthily. Are we, uh, I, I'm, you give I it a try. Yeah. I rolled a six. Clang, clang, clang. I rolled a 19. Yeah, so you just check my stealth again. You just move up with with three. <laughs> so there's like clank, clank, and then a whisper or less. I was like, I like and this. Jacob's like, up on that level. Natural nineteen, nine, one. Dang it! That was a natural thirteen for thirteen. One. Oh well. Yeah. Great. So yeah, so I I'm confident. You are seeing these things from a great distance that are floating. They're kind of egg shaped. There, there's light coming from them. And, and then way off in the distance now, Jacob and Boris, you see what looks like, like a, a comet, like a, like a swarm of something. Um, it's, it's, it reaches, it moves, it patterns, 
but very tight in how it's packed and then goes out of your field of view and distant. But all of this thing is making all these lights and sounds all at the same time. Okay. And this murmuring is coming through it. Wow. It, it is a truly otherworldly place. I'll grab my binoculars. Am I able to see anything better? <laughs> <laughs> right. And Zelen is still back alone in the hallway. Is Jast up here at least? <clears throat> nope. <laughs> the, the arcane eye is right yeah, there. Yeah, no, I can send Jast up. Uh, uh, well, I was gonna, just going to yell to Jast to tell you to come up since you're <laughs> deafened. Is, uh, okay, so um, do I feel like I can make a survival? What are you, what are you, what are you <laughs> is, uh, do I feel like I can make a survival check to understand like um, what these things are or anything like that? Yeah, sure, go ahead. Okay, see if that gives me, ah, off the table. Oh. Good. There we go. 30. For these things floating, you have no idea. Dang it. You have never seen 30? the With a 30, yeah. Wow. That the ones that are close to you, just you know, some you know, 10 feet away, that they're a couple of feet long, egg-shaped. Oh, okay. And, um... I was picturing, like, golf-sized. And, and glowy. Okay. Um, so they're floating more, slightly more egg-shaped, I'm guessing kind of wide at one end, narrow at one end. Footballs instead of being wide in the yeah, middle. Yeah, like American football. Yeah. Could I, I like could that. I roll that into being being able to understand anything about like the way they're moving around or what sort of sensory and perceptions they would have? Do an arcana check first. That you both could. Hey. Twenty one. Hey. Oh wow. Three. <laughs> what was that? Tell us about Magic Farm Boy. Yeah, right. <laughs> I rolled a natural eighteen and then a natural nineteen. Like, oh yeah, I'm doing I'm good. a little preoccupied with being in the scene of uh or the set for um Yellow submarine, but from a different planet. Yeah. <laughs> Jacob, there is nothing in what they're doing when it comes to some kind of weird propellery something or wings or anything. There's nothing in that egg-shaped thing that would communicate that they have flight. That there's oh. anything in their physical form that would, would promote flight. Like jellyfish in the air. There's nothing undulating that way that would say, oh, somehow they're, it's magic. It, hmm. It's magic of some sort that's keeping these things afloat and glowy all at the same time. And they do seem like they are ethereal, like they, they are actually present, or do I feel like... They seem I that they're substantive, I... okay. that they are physical things here. I turn back to Zell and I go... Uh, you probably can't even see where she is, as you guys have a... Well, he step. sent... He, Zass came back, so I'll move up. <laughs> Zass. I mean, Jass, yeah. Okay, so I move forward, and I'm going to cast Pass Without Trace on Boris and I. Jacob seems okay without it. Yeah, no, I think I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> All right. Yeah, now I'm at a plus 12 with disadvantage. So the worst I could roll is a 13. <laughs> and honestly, the worst I have rolled so far is a 13. <laughs> the Inuriac are just maintaining a line. Yeah, I was and, about to ask, how are they reacting? To yeah, so prison? they're more watching all of you. They're not making any, like, telegraph movement. Um, the, the, the two guards, uh, Iskanthovit, seem to be like on guard as they always are. They do seem to be in a protective stance for Shatask. The drones are just standing there. Uh, they're not processing material like they usually would, like taking up lichen. So they're, they're not in any way affecting the area. Once Zelen moves up with the group, you did move with the group, right? Yeah. Yeah, once Zelen moves up with the group, then in all of your heads, Shatask says, like, behold, the murmuring sea. And then all six of them go back down the steps. You get, just came up through. And are out of sight. And all we have to do is drink do, this. Do we not drink? No. Not drink. No. We just, we just they get gave a cup us like it. special like containers. Yeah. Glad you we guys are paying to... attention. <laughs> I did not understand the assignments. 
go chug what we're pretty sure is a giant gibbering mouth or buddy. It's totally going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> so do do are, are we confident that the things that are floating are magic or do we want to detect magic to, to confirm that? Well, I'm wondering. Detect magic, it'll just, it won't tell us much. It'll just tell us the school of magic. But, but also, well, if we cast a spell, it'll, a give us a, it'll give us a yes or no on if it is magic. But it also depends on if anything in here is like watching out for magic to be cast. I have no idea what's going on. But also, yeah. I'm just a farm boy. Yeah. Do, um, so what do we want to do? I'm up for it. All right. Do so it. I'm going to use the wand of magic detection to see if the little football things are magical. And what's the range on that? Um, I think some of them are within feet, 10 feet. It seems yeah. to be. Yeah. It's 30 yeah, feet. They, some of them are very, very close. Okay. So on any of them, they're in that range. There's a bunch near you right now that you come back and yes, absolutely. They are, they are magical. And I learn it's school of magic. Um, well, Hogwarts. light in itself would be like an evocation. Yes. But this almost seems like a, maybe even like combined with transmutation, like they're processing something to produce a magical effect. Yeah. But evocation is what comes well, out of this. Transmutation might be the flight too. Not yeah. necromancy. So we're so, good. So, okay. Shatask seems to be allowing a conversation and it's one-sided. And from what you're getting from Shatask is that it seems as though she is either arguing or having a conversation with either Isk or Thovit or both of them. And her side of the conversation that's being allowed for you to hear would be tantamount to, it is not your place. It is for them to do. I know you fought with them. I know that they are sister cousin, nearly accepted. I, I know they risked limb, life, and resource. Then go. Go. Do as you will and fight as you will. And then in the next moment, both Isk and Thovit come back up. Good old boys. Take a flanking position on either side of the three of you. Don't say a word. Don't even look at you. But they're also up there too. And that seems to be a precedent in their own culture. I'll take things that are absolutely not reassuring for 400, please. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> it's like, yeah, All thanks right. for coming to fight with us. Why are we fighting? Yeah, what are we fighting? All right, well, uh, maybe... The discussion is, do we have to fight? Is there a way that we can get what we need? I mean, there's a lot of crap I can conjure. Assuming Mage Hand works normally here, I don't know, rules changing the reaches, um, it'd probably be our easiest way to dip the container because I can appear 30 feet away. I agree. Um, it's all a matter of what's our danger. And how close are we from the quote-unquote shore so that would be about maybe 100, 150 feet away from where you guys so are. We so we can't see the murmuring thing. Uh, so yeah, so that, that the vastness is out there. You're looking at these lights and it's just like pinpoints to get further out, you know, more illumination closer up. That as you look at it, you're even seeing, oh wait, I thought those were just like shadows and the lights as they're moving. And you realize the floor beyond that point, beyond that 100 feet where this tunnel descends and widens and widens and widens with more and more of these mosses and lichens, and it looks as though nothing has moved through them in a long time, that you can see that the, the floor of this, from your position now, even as it descends to that point, is probably about 50 or 60 feet below the level you're on, that the whole surface is slowly undulating, and then there'll be a point of agitation in one area, as though for some reason there's a disturbance, like somebody, in essence, threw a rock in the pond, but that doesn't even disturb things further out, like another hundred feet away from it. But you can- The rock of the pond, the pond's alive. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it ate the rock. And that is you're trying to piece together between these little spots of light, which 
seem to be these things floating around that are drifting about that you can tell that the whole floor of this out as far as you could even see and like have slight illumination to see is all the murmuring sea. This, this giant mouther that lays in there. So in order to walk close, in order to get close enough to even use mage hand, we still have to walk in and among all of these floating lights. Yeah, the, the yes. drifter things don't seem to be doing anything hostile. It's not like they've tried to bite us <laughs> yeah, yet. Yeah, yes, but they could also be some kind of alarm. They could also be something, if, if the whole point of this, this thing is to okay, become aware. Nature boy, I, know, I, I, examine use, animal I'm, behavior. I'm going to use my, my perfect combination of ranger and rogue levels to see if I can do anything to detect traps as we start walking forward, or at least before we start walking well, forward. Well, I was just seeing if they're like, you know, hunting lizards or eating whatever's growing down here or if they're all just kind of like moving around us like a cluster and you know i guess a survival check first to see if you can tell anything particular in their patterns of movement or if any of them while you're watching are excreting you know they're droppings of some sort or all the stuff you'd look at that would be typical for animal predator in an area uh so it's a 17 for survival you don't notice that there's so much of like a face but on The one side, there is what seems to be kind of like a mouth, and around it are three sets of two, like, little appendages that end in, like, a little cross-hatched hand-looking thing that you would no way think that if it landed, it could walk on that. They're too spindly and small to make this thing, you know, to, to hold it upright. If they gather toward its mouth, and that's in quotes, or if it does something else, but you are aware that is their physical form that there's other little freaky little like little spider leggies on this thing as well. I want to stop looking at it because <laughs> <laughs> at first I thought, oh, these are just little golf ball size things. No, they're about the size, you know, a foot long and they're a about as fat as a long, foot, yeah. a couple feet long, fat as a football. And now they have arms. I'm going to stop looking. It's <laughs> like, that wasn't there the last time I looked. It's like every time I look back at they the thing, worse. they get worse. <laughs> now, you've all heard of the concept of a will-o'-the-wisp that way off in the distance, that what it would seem like that the spell will uh-huh. the wisp that they're they're now those I know are an evil undead thing. will o wispied out there, but the ones up close are large, you know, yeah. relatively speaking, and and making that now as far as are they hostile in some way? There's nothing you've seen thus far that would make them react that way, but but Could, then you've not really encountered them. Or do we want to toss a rock and see yeah. if they like go towards sounds being made? I How toss a rock and see if they go towards uh, sounds. Are you just going to okay, do so it? You, you, better, you better rock. throw far. And I, I aim, you know, 40-ish feet away uh, from us. A potato-sized rock? No. Smaller than that, because I don't want it to go tumbling down and then land in the sea. All right. I see that as potentially detrimental. Okay, so you've thrown, you can easily throw a rock that far. Yeah. And you're throwing it anywhere near one of these, or just like on the ground? Just to on, see if, yeah, on the ground. They're definitely missing they, all of them. But yeah, just, yeah. Just on the ground, seeing if they in any way react to sounds, movement, things in this tunnel. All right, so past this. No, it seems to be arbitrary. It's, it's, it's far enough from them that that you know, and then maybe a little cushion from that because there's lichens and things. It doesn't seem as though they're reacting to that at all. The uh, the the sound of the whole. Okay, thing. I draw How my bow and I aim away? at one of them. How far away can <laughs> you? you? No, they, <laughs> no, no, no. They don't react to that when you draw down on them. How far away can you produce the mage hand? Thirty feet. So could you? Produce the mage hand thirty feet away and see if they react to that production yeah, sure. of that. Cantrip, easily done. 
I do have my bow drawn. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to like you know be aiming anything, but I do have it ready in case you know so things go down. Oh, so you didn't, knocked, you didn't actually aim an arrow? Drawn, knocked, knocked. Okay. okay, so but you like pointed at one with the the arrow knocked, and it, yeah, it didn't do anything. It see what happened. Didn't even be aware of it when you did that. Just didn't and care. Mage hand is that a limit of thirty feet, or is that same thing with the limit with of thirty her feet? Eye? Okay, it's got to so be like, within thirty feet. Darn, because if you could just keep on moving at thirty feet every round, yeah, like, right. Yeah. That'd make this Let's easy. Stay here. Yeah. Uh, there's one drifting very close to where you are. I mean, there's there's a number within ten feet of you, uh, and one by whatever is happening, what you're doing, maybe in reaction to the rock, but it's just drifting over in your direction. For the sake of the scientific method, let's only do one experiment at a time. All right. Yeah. So conjuring mage hand. All right. Anything go ballistic with that? Uh, no, nothing seems to be reacted to the magic of that happening okay, right here. So 30 feet away, I'm going to try and get the mage hand to just kind of like push one of them. Okay. Like it's, you know, a balloon that's half full of helium floating around and I'm just going right. to nudge it that way. Because I'm not sure I could do anything more complicated with the mage hand. To be they honest. all turn red and start to fly. And You're right. They all shoot lightning and we all die. Instantly. Oh God. That, that it would allow itself to be pushed. Huh. That a mage hand just giving a little push would just be giving it a push, so it is now drifting slightly away from you. Okay. I don't like that nothing we yeah, do does anything. Yeah, there's some, but, but maybe we just focus on our mission here. Yeah, is there anything else moving around in here aside from, you know, us as much as we're moving and what are these drifters? Are? As you're looking further off, Boris, past the, the undulations that are more easily seen, the near end of the sea, mm-hmm. you see that thing that I described before as being like a comet that they're illuminated, something's moving. It's either something larger and it has a very like distinct pattern to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's like it has like a kind of a, a head and a tail or it's a swarm of something. They're all moving and they're trying to, like, it's chasing itself. But as it does, whatever it's doing, you happen to look up and you see that all of a sudden a number of things, these, these drifting things go and they're gone and then and they reappear somewhere else. It's like in an area around where that comet was, and put that at about like four hundred feet away. Okay, it's as though a whole bunch of those little drifters just winked out and then winked to some other place of displacement. And part of that comet-like thing seems to have fallen from where it was, and is like raining down into the sea below it weird so they're like cutting pieces off of it as they move through it or something well, no they, they just dropped something into it i think that they were moving around something else some of them disappeared and then something fell into the sea i thought piece, pieces of the comet like dolphin thing or whatever it is yeah yeah pieces of that seem to fall into in. the sea oh so when is, they disappear the same number of lights uh, you just best as like, I can tell, as best as you can tell, yeah, it's, like it's the same number of lights. Okay, so it doesn't seem like any of the drifters were lost in that. So it sounds like something else then. And again, there's there's like thousands of them. Yeah, drifting okay. around. They're just all over the place. These things. Um, the time to put on our big boy pants and just go. Yeah, uh, keeping a head on swivel for anything else moving around hey, in this area. What? Hey, why are we moving forward? Because I can only do the grabby grabby thing from 30 feet away, so I need to be within 30 feet of the thing. Yeah, but wait a minute. I can do, I can call... Um, Lightning. S- no, sprites oh. who can turn invisible, and then we can be 60 feet away. Okay. So right. then we need to be, we need to move and get within 60 feet instead of within 30 feet. Oh! <laughs> The sprites, they, they sound like their own, like, beings. Why don't we just say, hey, we need you to go and fill these cups up with stuff down there. That's my point. We could stay here and do that. This is my point, that we could be 60, I can be 60 feet away to ask them, go 
or we gets live a little. Be invisible. <laughs> I'd like to live a lot, like through this whole encounter. Well, yeah, but what if that breaks the rules and we have to do it again? Um, trying to. Uh, I'm not sure what the range of Shatask's telepathy is. Um, but asking, can we conjure creatures to fill the cups for us? Um, it is a test for you, not for creatures. Yes, I think it's got to be us. But it's my skill. I was going to say, I don't, like, you ask I, don't, I don't like the way you phrase that question. Just say, what of our resources are we able to use to complete this task? Then there you ask. <laughs> I, that, I will ask that. Okay, so how do you frame the question? The way he just did. Just what so are, frame it again, yeah. What are, what are our resources are we able to use to complete this task? That you must fill the containers. That you must risk resource in order to determine that you are resource. You are not determining something else's resource. all right so then are you moving sounds like we've got to advance um okay but remember we i cast um pass without without trace trace. on both of us so yeah we can advance but advance carefully right all right then as you're advancing it looks as though that both isk and thovid are advancing with you are you guys in a line like abreast or are you in a single file like who's up first I, i did picture us kind of moving in a line okay so you're all making that contact point at the same at the same time yeah all yeah right. i guess that makes sense uh, the two of them are all five of us all five of us okay yeah so it's our test they just volunteered because they're nuts uh Man. as you're approaching you're moving through this area you're moving right past some of these drifters and you're they're flighting about so did any of you like you know push them out of the way or take another action with those or if you do let me know not uh, if i don't have to yeah, i avoid I direct contact yeah, I prefer mouths just kind of and spidery legs ducking under them yeah all right so the, so your light and angles are changing too but the closer that you're getting to the murmuring sea itself you realize there's also kind of a hissing and a bubbling to it at the same time that it's non-stop this massive area expelling you know various you know little clouds and mists of whatever chemicals saliva whatever it is do i get the the sense that it's the only thing making noise in this place no do you get the impression that whatever that comet was it made noise too that it seems so different or unusual as it moved there but it was so momentary and so far away it was difficult to Mm. pinpoint and and we still hear the voices though right now that we're here does it sound like they're coming from these floating things i'm no No? it sounds like it's coming from the sea itself yeah like all across that distance but, but wait a minute, we have stuff in our ears. You have stuff in your you ears. You have stuff in your oh, ears. And no, I, I you do put too, stuff yeah. in his ear. He put stuff in his ears too. <laughs> Who put stuff in my ears? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I stuck some tallow in my ears too. I'm relying on my magic. All right, so. <laughs> I got the vaccination. As you guys are uh, approaching, maybe like you've, you've covered uh, a third of that distance or so, maybe a half of that distance, something like that, uh, go ahead and make dexterity stealth check. Oh, okay. okay. I thought you were about to say saving throw, and I was like, oh no. What do, I, what do I add to that? You got a stealth, stealth skill, yeah. Unnatural 20. Nice. 24. Hey, do we get an advantage because we're passed without trace? That gives no, us a plus You get a 10. plus. Oh, yeah. So you, you, so you get better I'm than me. So then I'm 33. There you go. Yeah. So with that plus I 10. I mean, I'm 30. 14. <laughs> He's still rolling with disadvantage. Yeah. How could you still be rolling with disadvantage when I gave you advantage? I'm in armor. armor. You didn't give me advantage. <laughs> You gave him a plus 10, which means his oh, this natural four. Oh, stresses me out. Yeah, my, well, yeah, my four is now... A 14. Which is better than a four. It is better than a four. <clears throat> then it's fairly quiet. It does seem as though isk, and it's like not much noise was made, but noise was made. 
Uh, and with that, the sea in this area begins to undulate. Uh, it's peaking a little more than what it was. Stop and tapping that, your leg and shaking the table. That's <laughs> freaking me out, man. That <laughs> gibbering is getting louder. It seems to be getting more and more voluminous. And it looks like there is something of a squall happening in that area that these drifters seem to be spreading out from that spot. And the comet is disappeared off in the distance again, as though nothing here wants to be near what's happening at this moment. Crap. And each one of you need to make wisdom saving throws. That almost sounded like a cliffhanger for the end of the episode. <laughs> All right. Wisdom. Uh, which of them are within 10 feet of me? The uh, Thovit is off to your right. Okay. And you have uh, sea drifters that are... Uh, which, any... which, which of the party is within 10 feet? Well, I would imagine we oh. were the three in the middle and they were on either side. Th yeah, that, so we should that's... both be within 10 feet, I would think. Yeah, we didn't talk specifically about how you were arranged in that line. So... That's how I want to be. I had been picturing myself in the middle. In the middle. Yeah. Okay. Horse in the middle, Zelen and I in either flank, and then the two ant creatures so on the side. So it sounds like the two of them are within 10 feet of me and the Anuriacs are on the far end. All right, so that it Get sounds back. like the, so that if, if both that's Zelen the... and... Go ahead, yeah. Yeah, if that's the case, um, they're within my... Uh, Aura of Protection, which grants them plus four bonuses on their saving throws, which gives me a total 33, or no, that's a Christmas saving throw, uh, 31 on my um, Wisdom save. Nice. Um, you said plus four? Plus four, yes. So what am I doing? So uh, we add four to this? Yeah. And, yeah, and, and, and your, your Wisdom, wisdom, your wisdom, yeah, your wisdom saving, saving throw. throw. So that makes mine a 10. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is 19. Then uh, Aura of Devotion, they're both, I and the both of them are also immune to charm effects. <laughs> Please right. be a charm effect. So in that moment, as that gibbering goes, uh, I'll play it this way, that for that moment, or for a moment, both Boris and Zelen, you pause, and as you're hearing this gibbering, you're thinking for a moment that you are hearing, you're hearing voices and then it starts to go into like a, a shriek it sounds like it's getting louder and thunderous and with that you thought for a moment you wouldn't be able to move but you find yourself moving through it that you're you're making that save you're able to push through that and that is the magic of what's happening with boris or the blessing that's mm -hmm. boris himself in this moment that had not been for that uh that this thing it is aware the sea at least at this end of it is aware that you guys are there but in that, and has anyone said if you guys have stopped or not? I think I heard Jacob say something. Or are you still moving as this is happening? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. I, we'd, I, think, we'd I think we'd stop. Yeah, and that's reasonable. As that 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 stop happens, um, Isk, way off to the left hand side of the party, is starting to click and make noises and clicks, and Thovit is just eye straight ahead, face straight ahead, not moving whatsoever, and different portions of the sea seem to be forming like pseudopods and are coming up out and off of the shore. Thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at The Empire's Edge. If you enjoy this story, find more on mattsinkovich.com or theempiresedge.com. Support the podcast on subscribestar.com slash the-empires-edge.